professional tutoring is more akin to being a lawyer, more akin to being a doctor. It is a vocation and education is every bit as important in society as law and healthcare. I realised early on I'm, I'm not going to be, unfortunately, the next Aristotle or Einstein, but I hope that maybe I can help to mentor uh, one of them. I think it's really important that there are tutors earning over £100,000, or educators in general. Our society has this strange view that if you do something that's socially good, you should not be paid for it. It should be low paid or volunteered. We need to all work together as we are to elevate that. As you call it, love tutoring festival, not sit in your room and be shy about it and don't tell people you do tutoring festival. Um, I'm glad to see these great pushes, uh, <laughs> such as, yeah, that's why I'm not on branding. There's a reason that didn't pass. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that, that, that didn't make it off of the, uh, the clipping board. Hello and welcome to the Qualified Tutor Podcast, the podcast that brings you the latest in the world of tutoring, edtech and education, and hopefully inspires in you the big change that each and every one of us is capable of. Qualified Tutor is an industry-leading tutor training organisation and online tutoring community for thousands of tutors around the world. This podcast is the voice of this community, where we aim to hear from tutors, teachers, entrepreneurs, coaches, business experts, students, tutorpreneurs, and more from the world of tutoring about what inspires them every day, how they can help tutors like you, and what they've learned about tutoring along the way. The question is, what will you learn today? Hello and welcome to this, the next episode of the Qualified Tutor Podcast. My name, as ever, is Ludo Miller, uh, and today we are welcoming on a, a pretty special guest. Richard Evans is the founder of The Profs, a winner of several prestigious awards within the business and tutoring world, including, um, and Richard's smiling here, I know, because we're just, I'm going to um, run through a few of the achievements uh, of The Profs over the years, uh, including Guardian Startup of the Year, Education Investor, Best Private Tuition Provider, and the Telegraph Trade Awards Most Innovative SME Exporter, which is quite the roll call. Um, Richard and his brother Leo started their careers as, as lecturers and, and tutors and tutors, sorry, before recognizing that the tutoring market lacked a real big player in the university and professional tutoring market. And that's where the profs came in. And today the profs network counts thousands of high-quality, professional, motivated tutors. Richard is an ambitious and visionary leader, it must be said, and today, if we're lucky, we'll be getting a taste of, of Richard's vision for, for the future of tutoring. Oh, and the profs are also partnering with Qualified Tutor to bring you Tuesday at the Love Tutoring Festival 2, the theme of which will be the business of tutoring. So that's Tuesday, the 25th of January. 2022, um, including speakers such as, as Ben Caulfield, Alex Asher, Sharon Corley, and the wonderful Michael Bungestani, as well as Richard himself. So don't miss out on that either. But 
a huge welcome to you, Richard, today. Thank you for joining Thank us. Thank you so much for having me. You're far too generous and cannot wait for the Love Tutoring Festival in January. Looking forward to that. Yeah, that's going to be uh, bigger and better than, than LTF1, which, which we held for the first time in, in, in June of, of 2021. So, Richard, if that's okay with you, we're going to dive into the first question, um, which is one of my all-time favourite questions, if I may say so myself, which is, Richard, what is your why as, as a tutor? Oh, great question. Uh, for me, it's got to be about the long-term progress of the student. I strongly believe, to quote the West Wing, that education is a silver bullet. I believe that education can support the solutions to all of the world and humanity's challenges, and uh, there are certainly a lot of them uh, facing us right now in the head. I realised early on I'm, I'm not going to be, unfortunately, the next Aristotle or Einstein, but I hope that maybe I can help to mentor uh, one of them. And for me to be able to do that as a tutor, it was to move beyond the pit or hole that the student was currently in to explain often a parent would come to me uh, or sometimes a student themselves and say, I've got a B prediction in GCSE maths. And I really want to get that to an A or an A star now level seven, eight or nine showing my age there and a lot of tutors myself included when I was more junior would say okay great and I'd, I'd help them hopefully get that A or that A star and certainly to improve their confidence and the other great things with tutoring but then I'd stop and the tutor would stop and I realized that's not what a tutor is about the question I should have asked and started asking and this is when my career really turned into a career rather than a bit part job was why why do you want that high grade in GCSE? Oh, so I can be set up and do maths or further maths at A-level. Great. Why? Oh, because I'd like to go to a top university like Oxbridge or LSE. Why? Oh, I don't know yet. Cool. Well, <laughs> why don't I help you with some of that as well as doing the GCSE maths? I can also, by the way, help you with A-level. I can also help you get into university and I can also help you with career mentoring. And when I started doing that, I started deepening my relationships with these students and I started working with them for six or seven years, not weekly necessarily. And often there'll be breaks and not just school breaks, but long term breaks. I might not see them for a year, but one by one, they'd all come back eventually and ask for help or guidance. I'm still in touch with many of those people. And many of them are far more qualified than me now with their MBAs and going into C-level positions in companies. And that's really, really exciting to be part of that process. So for me, it is the long term vision of how do I help someone to realize what they want to achieve in life and give them the tools and skills to achieve that are you still taking new students richard i am i take about two or three per year unfortunately because i have some other responsibilities um but i um, intend to always keep uh true to my roots i love tutoring and always keep on a couple of students at least uh to help them out Awesome. So is there an application form to become your next student, Richard? Because <laughs> You'd have to speak to my agent. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be interested in, in passing an eye. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's, that's um, a, a really thorough why and, and a very um, valuable one as well for other tutors out there who, who are not only questioning why they do what they do, but are also looking for, for ways to motivate their students. So um, thank you very much, Richard. Now, um, the profs, your this is this is obviously your, the business that you and your, and your brother founded. Your, your network has tutors who 
some of whom earn over £100,000 per year. Now, that is quite, that's really quite an incredible um, feat and quite an incredible um, attraction to, to, to be part of your network. How, how do your tutors manage this? How do they manage that, that sum? Yeah, great question. And if I can jump in before that, I think it's really important that there are tutors earning over £100,000 or educators in general. Our society has this, uh, particularly in Britain, this strange view that if you do something that's socially good, you should not be paid for it. It should be low paid or volunteer, nursing, teaching, uh, care work, you know, the amazing people who, who look after the elderly. There's something strange about because it's good for society, it shouldn't be paid. That should be reserved for um, and banking and finance, not to say those aren't also important and good for society. Um, so I think education in general is, is massively, massively, massively underinvested in and underpaid. So with tutoring, I was keen with my career to help elevate tutors beyond bit part jobs and it's seen a bit like babysitters and peer learning as good as it is. That's having kind of university students who are 19 doing a couple of hours in the evening. That, that for me is not professional tutoring. Professional tutoring is more akin to being a lawyer, more akin to being a doctor. It is a vocation and education is every bit as important in society as law and healthcare. So we went about set up something new for the prof, something which tutors get excited about and be proud of. And one of our ambitions was to not be afraid of the uh, payment side of it, monetizing of private education. If we're going to help that kid who's got a B in his GCSEs end up as they are now with MBA, uh, MBAs from Stanford going into C-level positions, then yes, I think we can take a few thousand pounds for that because we've added a hundred times that potentially to their career earnings, sometimes in, in, in less than a decade. So the way to uh, the way to increase earnings as a tutor is to be so aggressively focused on the long-term value and the quality. I'm a big believer in build it and they will come and getting tutors to realize and explain to their students just what an impact a mentor can have. Yes, part of that's being a teacher, being a tutor one-to-one -one and targeting the individual's um, uh, weaknesses, but also promoting their strengths, building their confidence and helping them to build a map of their future. And through doing this, we found that we worked with the same clients for years and years and years. And very quickly, I wasn't able to support these students because they needed more help in more subjects. So that's how the profs came about very organically, working with other professionals, allowing them to each specialize in accounting, economics, finance, each of us being the best we could. It then unlocked daytime hours. Uh, my brother, certainly visionary in online tutoring, he uh, created and pioneered BitPaper, one of the leading online whiteboards, and he was well ahead of the curve on online tutoring. And so we tried to turn tutoring from this bit part profession that was done in a few hours in the evening and weekends and very antisocial at 30 pounds an hour. I used to eat lunch on the tube every day with a sad, you know, expensive prep sandwich that was miserable. And we said, well, how do we get tutors working nine to five? We need university hours. We need people who aren't necessarily at school to make it social. We need to move it online to reduce the travel so that we can double or triple the uh, fees that we're getting effectively. Because if you're getting paid £30 and, and spending an hour going there and an hour going back, well, you're only really being paid £10 an hour. We said we need to focus on this quality so that we can get rates to go 
up. And eight years into that process, yes, we do now have multiple tutors earning £100,000. And that's just through us. I have no doubt that many of those tutors and many more have their own private clients or use other agencies. They're not bound to just use us. I suspect many more earning £100,000. And I'm important, I think it's important to promote what a tutor can become to newer tutors. And one last thing I'll say, which I'm really excited about, is uh, partly with maybe the NTP and more VC money coming in, but I am seeing tutors come straight out of university. That is, I'm seeing people leaving the law profession, leaving the 14 hours there, the banking profession, to become professional tutors and actually earn more money. And for me, yeah, fist bump indeed, that is so important. We're saying, I want to be a tutor. Because I didn't, I was a bit ashamed of it almost, but I said, you know what, I love it, I'm just going to stick with it and see where it is. And I really want others to finish university and not be ashamed of it and say, I am professional tutor i'm sticking my flag into the uh, into the ground and let's see where it leads and now just a quick word from today's guest and ceo and co-founder of sponsors of day two at the love tutoring festival the profs hey it's richard from the profs we're so excited to be sponsoring love tutoring festival two we think tutors deserve a pay rise And I'll be chatting with tutors on day two about how they can make 2022 their best ever financial year of tutoring. So join us at the festival, or if you can't wait till then, check us out at theprofs.co.uk. You mentioned a lot of things there. That was, I feel like, if you weren't bound by the constraints of 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 a podcast episode, that could be a whole episode in and of itself. But... I want to pick on one point in there, which is this idea that tutors can remain tutors for their career. Yeah. Do, you, do you truly see this, Richard, as, as a possibility? Do you truly see people remaining as private tutors for 20 years? Yeah, absolutely. Years? And, and there's much, uh, sorry, many more of us than we think there are. When I got involved with the Tutors Association, I realized that the average age of the Tutors Association, I don't have any hard data on this, but it appeared to be um, people who were parents whose kids had probably completed school to give some sort of indication of their age. Whereas in the traditional agency work, when I was a self-employed tutor on other agencies, the average age of the social seemed to be about sort of 25 and, uh, and below. So I've read that there's a lot more professional tutors out there. There are already thousands of full-time tutors. They just haven't had a platform to be heard and it's really important for us to build these platforms for us to be aware of those tutors so number one they certainly already exist and number two yes i think we are going to see far far more of them there is the biggest investment in tutoring i have ever seen right now not just the government coming out with the ntp and saying we're going to put a billion pounds into tutoring and make tutoring the forefront of operation catch up i have some aside uh worries about that program but i love the idea of the government coming out and supporting tutoring um this has unlocked more daytime hours this has caused a massive surge in demand for tutors who are needed to work in the thousands of schools across the country we've also seen large investment from the private sector into multiple companies around the world tutoring and edtech is one of the hottest uh parts of education right now that's also going to fuel a lot more need for tutors and also much more positivity around it that is, uh, we're seeing for the first time in my life, uh, tube ads. 
and regularly seeing radio shows and even TV ads and YouTube being splattered with this. So people are becoming more aware of tutoring and depression. And I think that the newer generation coming through and graduating university, particularly when vacancies aren't, uh, are very high and people aren't looking for full-time employment, they'll see that flexibility. They'll see that ability to be able to work from home. They'll see that ability to be able to have a kid and not have to give up your career as something highly attractive. And with a few of us saying you can actually earn 50, 70, 100 plus, plus, plus grand a year, I think that's important to um, help some people to make the step in professional tutoring. So yes, I think there are thousands of professional tutors and I think that number is going to 10x over the next few years. Okay, so what does what does what you've all said, what does that mean for the status of tutors in society? Yeah, it's a good question. We need to all work together as we are to elevate that. As you call it, love tutoring festival, not sit in your room and be shy about it and don't tell people what you do tutoring festival. Um, I'm glad to see these great pushes, uh, <laughs> such as, yeah, that's why I'm not on branding. There's a reason that didn't pass. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah they, well, that, that didn't make it off of the, uh, off of the clipping board. Um, we are seeing tutors being proud. This has been my call to action on all the podcasts and webinars that I've uh, been on or even paneled and hosted over the years. Is just go on social media. When you get a success from your student, just go and tell, even if you have 10 friends on LinkedIn, go and tell them about it. Be proud of what you do. So there's a lot of parts um, of this. And I, I wonder if the average um, new tutor is even aware of how important it is for people like Qualified Tutor, for people like Tutor Association, for those of us trying to run really professional agencies to promote the good side of tutoring. Tutoring used to just be super tutors on yachts going around and having affairs with parents. And that was not good for our image of the super wealthy, rich, dumb kid. And it wasn't good for the students because it was perpetuating the uh, false stigma around tutoring that it was for rich, dumb kids. I often make the comparison to gym. When companies like Gymbox came in and got investment, gyms when I was young were where fat old blokes went to go and lose some weight, right? Whereas you ask anyone, close your eyes and think of a gym going out. Most people think, funnily enough, probably a female super, super athletic banker, doctor, right? They change the image, not of gyms with sweaty old creepy places, but to really exciting places. And they change the type of person who went it from person who's overweight to person who's healthy. And tutoring is, I think, halfway through this process of it's not about stigma. It's not about um, kids who've fallen behind. It's about those aspirational kids I talk to, looking for MBAs, looking to be C-levels and looking for their long-term investment in education. So we've all got a part to play in that. I think it's really important that uh, we promote it as individuals and we band together with those industries, uh, with those companies who are managing that banner high and get now government attention, get government investment, get newspaper uh, and media buy-in. We've got to change tutoring away from the shame product into something that's good. Because my question to everyone is, why would you ever shame education? Education is always good. And we are tutors. We provide education. There is nothing to be ashamed of listen closely listeners because this is important stuff that Richard is is saying here and I'm going to just tease these things out of you a little bit more Richard where can tutoring be by 2030 so we've got a bit less than 10 years um I'm amazed at how far it's come in the last 10 years uh particularly prevalence online tutoring I think that tutoring in 10 years time 
will be plugged into the main ecosphere of education. I think that schools will continue to always have some private tutoring, probably delivered online as a percentage and a growing percentage of that education. So I think that's going to be very important. The tutors and teachers are working very closely together. The teacher is in charge of getting the median, sorry, the mean student up, the average student up. The tutor is looking at those individual weaknesses and strengths. I think it was going to stay online very much. I think the tools that we use are going to massively evolve to make our tutorials far more engaging. I think gamification is going to be brought into tutoring in two big ways. Number one, having more fun educational content, not just textbooks and case studies, but actually having things that people can play around with. So I always use the example of if a math teacher is trying to show graph theory, the worst way you can actually teach graph theory is with pen and paper because it is static. You can only show the graph at one point. The whole point of a graph is it's showing hundreds, in theory, infinite numbers of points. So when you use technology like a computer, you can show what a graph is really showing, which is this growth over time of all these different points. And that's far more important to understand that a graph is not static. Um, same with things like bike charts and how we interact with those segments. So I've been bringing technology into my tutorials for years, and I can now teach some concepts like graph theory in about 15 minutes that would really take me probably an hour and a half to get into the student's mind when they can see it. Even more importantly, I think the gamification of uh, progress is important. So how do we get progress? Well, you might get a report card. You get an exam at the end of most years. And I think we are overly examined in the UK. I think we're going to see gamification, um, which allows us to see per topic how we're doing, have more interactive questions. And I think that education is going to move away from teachers standing in front and lecturing to high quality video and content teaching the students and teachers acting more like tutors and just targeting what the individual student is having difficulty with. So I believe that in 10 years, tutoring is going to be more of teaching. I believe in 50 years, the tutoring will replace teaching. Title of the podcast? <laughs> replace, I'm being a bit provocative there. Teachers need to become tutors and target the individual. Um, the individual. Just to have one other uh, anecdote, when I've done little bits of, of teaching, uh, not formally, I have a huge respect for teachers, I realize I'm not the best teacher. I'm pretty darn good economics tutor, I think, um, but I'm not the best. There are people on YouTube who are just better teachers than me. So why am I teaching the students? Why don't I get them to watch the YouTube video? And then I'll have a discussion about the YouTube video and just focus on the questions and the engagement. If someone can teach in five minutes a concept that takes me 15 minutes a day, well, that gives me 10 minutes to have a discussion, to have a much deeper understanding of it. So I believe that we should, as society being, uh, we should be identifying the best educators, the best explanations. You only need two or three explanations for how Pythagoras' theorem is applied. So why don't we just find those, make really good content on those, and then we can spend our time helping those students who don't understand Pythagoras, whilst the other students go on to a more advanced concept. For those of you who know the Love Tutoring Festival, you'll be delighted to hear that we're back. From Monday the 24th to Friday the 28th of January 2022, the Love Tutoring Festival will return bigger and better than ever. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, you're in for a real treat. 
The Most Loved Festival in Tutoring. The Love Tutoring Festival is a five-day online celebration of all things tutoring. With some of the biggest names in tutoring, education and pedagogy, and hundreds of committed and motivated tutors from all four corners of the globe taking part, it really is the biggest party in tutoring. We will again be working on a freemium ticket model this year, with all events totally free, apart from our famous and ludicrously inexpensive CPD-accredited workshops. You can find out more, including the confirmed speakers so far, how to grab your place, and key information on our wonderful sponsors at qualifiedtutor.org slash festival. Let's raise standards in tutoring together. I think... YouTube is a wonderful resource for that kind of thing. It's important not to get lost in there, but um, <laughs> yeah, you can get on holes. But YouTube is educational, right? This is massively misunderstood. YouTube, even when I'm in my own recreational time, most of the YouTube videos I watch are probably teaching me something. Often deliberately, I'm trying to learn a new skill, so I taught myself to code entirely through YouTube. I've taught myself to be a better dog owner entirely through YouTube. <laughs> and we may not think of these as educational, but they are educational. I think YouTube is the most valuable educational resource ever created. And uh, I'd like to see YouTube come out and realize that a bit more and, and talk a bit more about it in its own messaging, because we do learn things from these fantastic videos. We vote them with our, uh, with our eyes, with our like button and subscribe. So the best content typically rises to the top. And there's so many amazing ways you can learn things for free on YouTube. So I, I encourage my students to spend as much time as they can educationally on YouTube because a YouTuber can probably explain it faster than I can. Come to me afterwards with questions. And maybe to uh, preempt the next question, isn't that destroying the value of a tutor? No, it's understanding what the value of a tutor is. I am not a teacher. I'm not a very good teacher. I'm a really good tutor. I'm a really good mentor. I build systems and structures to get my students to teach themselves. And I keep on that mentoring process for multiple years until they have outgrown me. So, Richard, off the back of what you've been detailing about what the future of tutoring may look like and the future of what a tutor should view themselves as, What's next for the profs? So we are leaning into this pretty heavily. I are, you, can't are, you, to... are you purchasing YouTube? Is it, I, I, uh, we're not purchasing YouTube. Uh, we approached them, but uh, funny enough, we couldn't, we couldn't quite afford them. <laughs> couldn't meet them Google, Google drives a hard bargain. Uh, no, and, and thank goodness, because YouTube, uh, I hope, does remain free. Although I could do with a few less ads uh, in between my learning. But they've got to get paid for it, of course. Um, no, we are leaning very heavily into this. Um, what I can say is I talked about what tutoring is pressure needed. I said we needed to have more scalability. We needed to move online or have the option of online to reduce travel time. We needed to allow people to specialize through, I believe, agencies or word mouth is the best way to do this in one or two subjects to really improve their quality. If you're trying to teach, uh, sorry, tutor 10 different subjects, the amount of prep you need is, is far too much. Better to just specialize in one or two. I have never taught more than two 
uh, individual modules at any point in my tutoring career. I've changed every few years uh, for a bit of variety, but I've really specialized and become the best I could possibly be in economics A-level unit three, economics A-level unit four, now trying to help people get into uh, London School of Economics for master's programs in management. I'm really, really, really niche, um, but I'm possibly the best in the world at that. Uh, and that's really important to be able to have the success rates to back that, which leads to my point. The bit we haven't been able to do is show that we are good. So the profs is looking very heavily at how do we able to prove we have the best tutors? We believe we do. We have the highest uh, we have the highest compensation rates. We have the highest reviews on Trustpilot. We have all these lovely awards, but that's not enough for us. We want to be able to put a stamp on it and say we are the best. So we're going to be moving heavily into success tracking so that you can actually see the probability of success from your return on investment. And can we push that further using big data to estimate the cost of success? Can we price the chance of a grade increase, price the chance of you getting the Oxbridge accurately and show that we do it far cheaper than anyone else in the system? These are big, bold steps for us. So we want tutors a bit like our professional barristers. They have a win rate and that's very important. We want tutors not to just be able to say I'm a great tutor. I want to be able to back it up and be able to say, of the, as I can, of the nine students I worked with over the last two years who applied to LSC and uh, Imperial, every single one of them got in. And that is why I charge these rates. And that's what you're investing in. And I think if we can get the entire industry to start doing that, then very quickly, the best tutors will rise to the top, just as those good content videos in YouTube rise to the top. Nice linking. That's a good tutor right there. That's a very good tutor right there. Richard, thank you so much for taking the time to to explain um a little bit about your background about the future of education and giving us an insight into what uh, is coming next for for the profs because you are a leading light in the tutoring market and you are a uh, standard at which other agencies should be aspiring to so um let's hope that they come across this uh, let's hope that they are inspired by this um and uh, let's hope that your journey to changing the face of what tutoring can achieve um, both in this country and uh, internationally um, is, is able to be supported. So if you enjoyed what Richard was um, espousing here, his ideas, his thoughts on tutoring, um, there are several places that you can find out more about Richard. You can head to theprofs.co.uk to join the Profs Network, become a tutor for the Profs today. If you think you have what it takes to be a, a Profs tutor, you can hear Richard talking at the Love Tutoring Festival um, on Tuesday, the 25th of January. He has a, a wonderful keynote slot um, just, just after lunch, sorry. Um, and uh, of course... If you enjoyed the show, you can head to ratethispodcast.com slash qualified tutor podcast, where you can leave us um, a little note to say uh, what you enjoyed or, or what we could improve as ever. Richard, thank you very much. Thank you so much, Ludo. Cannot wait for the festival. And I absolutely love, love tutoring and all the positivity that you and Julia are bringing into the industry. Can't wait to watch the next one. Awesome. That's your message for all of you listeners. Um, see you next time. Thank you very much. Thank you. Now, just before we close today, I wanted to let you guys know about a new feedback and commenting feature we have made available to everyone and anyone. SpeakPipe 
is a website that allows anyone to record a short audio message and send it in. We have created a special Qualified Tutor Podcast SpeakPipe page, which can be found at speakpipe.com slash qualified tutor podcast or in the show notes below. The aim of this is to allow you to leave feedback on any part of our show and really whenever it pops into your head. There's no limit to how much feedback you can give. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Qualified Tutor Podcast. Whether you're a regular listener of this podcast or you've just stumbled across it, join the Qualified Tutor Podcast group within the Qualified Tutor community to stay up to date with our latest news, offers, workshops, and of course, simply to meet other tutors like you. Whatever your level as a tutor, our training courses will be the next step in your professional development. Visit qualifiedtutor.org training to find out more about our CPD accredited and Ofqual recognised courses, the first of their kind in the tutoring industry. Your student deserves the best tutor possible. Make that happen today by joining Qualified Tutor.